It's important because it's the most important message in the world. More than how to have a happy marriage, how to pay your bills. Uh, it answers the fundamental question, how can I be at peace with God? Or in other words, how can God be at peace with me? Mark sixteen fifteen. Then he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Logos Talk Welcome to Logos Talk. For sermons, daily devos, and more resources, visit logosbaptist.church. Welcome to our ninth episode. I'm your hostess, Izet. I'm Pastor Manny, and off camera we have... Hi, it's John, the audio director for Logos Talk. Okay, so for today's topic, we have preaching slash evangelizing. This might be one of my favorite topics. Yes, it probably is. <laughs> so what would you say is preaching? So Jesus commanded us, go into the world, preach the gospel to all creatures. Tell everybody about who he is. So I think preaching is just this. Is just communicating the truth through your own personality. That's exactly what preaching is. It's just communicating the truth, telling people who Jesus is, what he has done, and what he commands us to do. Having that said, what types of preaching do you do at Logos? So we preach the Bible at Logos. We go through books of the Bible verse by verse. We're actually going through Revelation. We're halfway. And um, there are certain types of preaching. There's what's called expositional preaching, which is you just take a, ver a, a chunk of the Bible, and you kind of dissect it and pull as much truth out of it and just preach it as it is. There's also topical, which is, you know what? We're not going to go through a book of the Bible. We're going to go through a topic that's interwoven throughout the whole Bible. And we've done that. We've done a series on family, on uh, what God wants for the family, be fruitful. Um, but we mostly do expositional. We just go through books of the Bible, verse by verse. Okay. So <clears throat> moving on to evangelism, what would you say that is? And how would you describe it? So preaching and evangelism, are, although they're very tied together, they're different. Preaching is you just take the word and, you know, teach people, explain it, proclaim the truth. Evangelism is different. It's specifically evangelizing, which means sharing the gospel, which means telling the good news of what Jesus did. There might be a sermon that I'm preaching about uh, what a Christian life looks like. It might have nothing to do with the gospel itself, but... Uh, evangelizing is specifically telling people who don't believe in Jesus about Jesus. Um, I'll ask you this. Have you heard examples of people sharing the gospel, of evangelizing, of telling someone maybe who's not a Christian about Jesus? Yes. I remember actually when we did uh, the push before Logo started, we went out and evangelized and it was this little pamphlet with pictures. And you just went on describing it. Like um, I remember there was a little door and there was like, Jesus is knocking at the door, open the door, have him be your friend. And there's a lot of stuff like that, like pictures, and there's some that are just reading. So, yeah, I've seen a variety of them. Yeah, and evangelism is, is uh, telling people of all ages and all backgrounds. Because I remember, uh, I think you might have shared the gospel with uh, little kids as well, uh, with the pictures, if I'm not mistaken. And then you go to an adult and tell them the same exact story about who Jesus is. Definitely. So why? what would you say is the importance of evangelizing? It's important because it's the most important message in the world. More than how to have a happy marriage, how to pay your bills. Uh, it answers the fundamental question, how can I be at peace with God? 
Or in other words, how can God be at peace with me? Um, it's important because it deals with eternal matters. You know, obviously, and maybe you've gone to churches um, where they preach, you know, sermons to make you feel good or hype you up. And I know your generation, especially like TikTok and short 30 minute, 30 second videos. What is it that they preach about the most in those quick 30 second sound bites? Mostly like prosperity or like I, I see a lot of like manifestation, a lot trying to be like tied in with religion as well or just, you know, Christianity. To where it's like, oh yeah, manifest good vibes, manifest being successful, manifest having a good relationship. And it's kind of just like, uh, like that's not what we should be telling people. Or you have people that's, that want to speak out of their own experiences. So you'll go to church sometimes and it's just the pastor talking about himself for 15, 20 minutes. You're like, bro, when are we going to get to the Bible? Um, so that's, uh, you got to have the Bible there, especially in evangelism. Um you got to tell people this is who he is. This is where we got it from. We're not making it up. We're just handing it down to the next generation. And that's what evangelism has been for 2,000 years. Just passing on the good news to the next generation so they can pass it on and pass it on. And the result of that is, well, you and I are here. Definitely. So through the process of evangelizing, if someone has a question and you don't know how to answer it, what, what's, what happens then? We need to be honest. Uh, too many Christians make the mistake of uh, when being asked a question that they don't have an answer to, they ignore the question, they sidestep, or they attack the person asking, like, oh, you're just trying to trap me. But I think it's good to be honest. You, you might have, you might not have an answer to the Trinity, to what is the Trinity, and how do we explain the Trinity in simple human terms? There's really not a simple explanation to that. But if we're honest, um, as we're telling people, this is Jesus, this is what he came to do, people, I think, will understand the genuineness of that. Definitely. Honesty goes a long way. And we just don't have all the answers. We really don't. We don't. And I feel like that's something some Christians have to accept. We don't have all the answers. And that's what some people who aren't Christians have to accept as well. That us as Christians, even though we are reading the Bible and we're trying to be more like Christ, we don't have all the answers. We don't know everything and we won't understand everything. Let me tell you one of the mistakes I've seen in evangelism, especially growing up in a more fundamental, traditional uh, Southern Baptist type church. Um, sometimes we bring it down to a formula where evangelism stops being just telling the truth and it becomes more about, okay, let's say you're a non-believer. Hey, I want you to say this prayer with me. Just repeat it. You might not understand what you're doing, but just repeat it. We take them through the sinner's prayer. And then at the end, did you pray with me? Did you repeat what I said? And a lot of people will say, well, yeah, I did. Oh, great. hundred percent. There you go. You're a Christian. I think that's a mistake because what we're not doing is we're not letting the person reason for themselves and really think okay who is this god that i'm being talked to about who is this jesus and do i truly believe that he's the son of god so i think that's one of the mistakes that we make sometimes in evangelism definitely so how would you say um logos has been engaging in evangelizing our church is very different and um okay so a lot of churches they focus a lot on like hyper uh, knocking on doors you know, uh, big mov movements at the park and push movements. And we're part of that. I'm actually wearing my push shirt right now. Uh, we believe in that. But our church has been doing things a little different because of coronavirus. You can't go to the parks. You can't knock on doors. Nobody's in open. So what we've been doing is different. We're training our people to start answering questions. And in their daily life, as they're meeting people at work, at school, um, you know, at the grocery store, wherever, they're able to start a conversation about Jesus. 
and then they're able to answer the questions. So, for example, we used to do this at Logos on Sundays, uh, Q&A, and people would just ask their questions. I try to answer them with the Bible, and people would take those answers, take them home. And then often I'll get text messages from people from our church and be like, okay, Manny, um, I'm talking to this person. They're a Catholic. They're asking me about you know this or that topic. What can I say to them? That's so encouraging because sometimes in our you know, Baptist churches, we do evangelism movements or programs, but we don't teach our people to evangelize every day just in their daily walk. So that's kind of how we're doing things a little different, teaching people how to just talk about Jesus in their daily life. Definitely. So we're going to send it over to John, who has some question for us. All right. So how long does it take to write a sermon? Every pastor is different. Um, I remember I went to a training one time in Dallas, and they asked, uh, we, we were several church planters. We were barely going to start our churches. And they asked, uh, I think you went with us on one of those trips. Yes, I did. You got to hear a different preaching, right? Yes. Right. So do you remember how long one of those guys or a couple of those guys mentioned that it took them to write a sermon? Uh, I think someone said a couple of weeks because they would they were kind of just stuck and they would keep going back to the Bible and they didn't really know how to. Yeah, it took him a while. Um, there was another guy who said it took him 40 hours. And I remember just sitting back and thinking, how is that possible? <laughs> like, we don't have that much time. Okay. Um, so for me personally, um, so let's say for Sunday, uh, we're going through Revelation. That Sunday night, I'm already reading the text for the next week's sermon. I'm thinking about it, praying about it. Throughout the whole week, I'm putting little notes in my iPhone, just putting or writing down notes wherever I can in my iPad. And then... I'm thinking Wednesday, I'm already finished with the outline, just the skeleton of the sermon. And by Friday or even Saturday is when I'm just filling in all the gaps, questions, thoughts that I have. But throughout the whole week, I've been thinking about the text, praying about it. God, what do you want me to tell your church? So total, I would say it takes about eight hours of prep. But actually sitting down and writing it takes me about 60 minutes. How can we decide what pastors to listen to? What are some of your favorite preachers that you've heard if you listen to preaching a lot? I don't listen to preachers like on podcasts or YouTube. Mostly it's been you and from our home church, who is Pastor Navarro. What do you like about his preaching? He's very straightforward. Like he won't lie to you. He's like, no, you know what? If you did this, you're a sinner. Like you are. And he just goes off. And I also like how he ties in his life into it sometimes. And he's like, well, yeah, I came from a different country and look at me. Look how like how far God has brought me. And it's definitely nice to see that. So that's what I like about him. He's very straightforward. Uh, personally, I don't listen to like music. What Instead of listening to music, I listen to sermons. And I try to feed myself from different uh, types of preachers, different denominations. But for me, the way I pick the preachers I want to listen to is, do they start with the Bible? Do they mention the Bible? And then do they end with the Bible? Um, just because, again, they might have great experiences, great stories. But I want to hear what God has to say um, and what he has already said. So um, if there's someone out there listening and they're trying to decide what preachers to listen to, I would say don't focus so much on the external things like what do they look like? Do they have big churches? Uh, are they hyper exciting? What shoes are they wearing? Exactly. How many followers they have on social media? Don't worry about all that. Just listen to them. And do they teach the Bible? And uh, I'll tell you this. Sometimes... Someone who's more effective and more powerful in changing a person's life is not a mega church pastor on YouTube. It's your local church pastor who's been pastoring the same 30 people for the past 10, 15 years. I've never evangelized. How can I start? 
Okay. Do you remember when we had our push events? Um, before we went out to the streets to knock on doors, talk to people at the park, um, how do we kind of prepare to start sharing the gospel? I remember we would all get together. It was kind of in a little circle the way the couches were set up. And we would get the papers that we would show to people and we would go over it. And then they would ask, okay, do you have any questions? So then that's when people would ask questions and it would just clarify kind of the process of going through it with a person. So I feel like that, doing that beforehand, like, you know, like being prepared, like, hey, like, and also telling them, like, you know, like, hey, some people aren't, aren't going to want to listen to you. And how do you deal with that? Oh, okay. God bless you. And you leave. Right? Because sometimes we do the error of like, no, you have to listen to me. And it's like. Yeah. So mentally preparing beforehand. Um, good Christian brothers can help you start answering the right questions. I think also your testimony. It speaks volumes. I think that's what opens the door to someone more than just, hey, I want you to listen to me tell you about this person I know. You tell people, hey, this is what God has done in my life. Um, so why don't I ask you this? What is part of your testimony? How did God bring you to himself? Okay, so I accepted Christ when I was six years old, but I never really lived my own faith. I lived in borrowed faith. You know, I went to church with my mom, and I went because I had to. You know, I wasn't going to stay home alone. But eventually, when I was about 14, 15, you know, when the separation of my parents started, I really started looking for it more. And I found it through the um, the youth ministry, which you would preach at. And I saw how I grew, you know, like from that, um, I was feeding myself, I was growing, and I started living my own faith. And that's where I saw, you know what, like, I like having my faith. I want to know more. So little by little, I was learning more. I was helping more, being more involved. And now I'm the hostess of a podcast. And it's nice because now I get to share my story kind of and the word with people through this. Yeah. And you see, that's a great way to start the conversation with someone you don't even know. You just tell them, hey, this is where I was. This is what God did. And this is what God can do for you as well. Um, I do want to mention this. Some things you need to have in your gospel presentation. You need to mention sin. Often we're afraid to mention it. That's one of the reasons you like Pastor Navarro is his preaching. He talks about sin. And I love that about him too. But you got to mention how we're all sinners. We all lie. We all steal. We all have dirty thoughts. And God sees all that. How that separates us from God. How we can never go back to God because we're always constantly sinning. And because God loves us so much, how he sent his son into the world to be our substitute. Meaning, instead of punishing us, he punished Jesus on the cross. Jesus bled. He died. He was buried along with all of our sins. And then he resurrected on the third day um, to show that he had power over death. And then now he offers this gift to everybody where if you will believe in him, put your faith in him and trade your sin for his sacrifice, he will make you a new person. He will save you from hell and he will give you eternal life. I think if you have that in your presentation of the gospel, um, you won't fail. And let me last thing on that. Our job in evangelism is not to convince people to do anything. Our job in evangelism is just to tell them the truth. We can't convince anyone. How, how often have you tried to bring someone to Jesus but you feel frustrated, right? Yeah, this this um, guy I kind of grew up with, I met him in fourth grade, and we're still friends, and I even gifted him a Bible, and he's like, thank you, but I'm not going to read it. And it's kind of like, oh, like that kind of hurts. Like, you know, like I grew up with you, and, and I know this will help you, but you don't let yourself be helped. You know, so I kind of just stopped pushing him after I gave him the Bible after he told me that. But I continue to pray for him, and Sometimes I reach out to him like, hey, how are you doing? Just to make sure because that weighs on you. 
and you got to leave the door open. I remember earlier on, I went to share the gospel and they kind of sent us two by two knocking on doors, old school Baptist. And uh, there was an older gentleman who he was new in the faith, but um, he preached the gospel to this person. The person said, I want nothing to do with this. And this man responded in the flesh in anger. He said, okay, then you're going to hell and walks away. But he said it in such an angry way where he didn't leave the door open for maybe the next person who's going to come and t- speak to this person. The person got very angry, slammed the door, said, fine, I'll go, and I don't care. So <laughs> I think we need to um, realize that it's not our job to convince anybody. It's God's job. Definitely. So that's uh, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you, John. Thank you, Pastor Manny. And thank you to you guys for tuning in to Logos Talk Podcast. If you have any more questions, send them to us through our social media channels. See you on the next one. The Logos Talk Podcast is a ministry of Logos Baptist Church. Our audio director is John Sanchez. Our technical director is Haley De La Fuente. I'm Pastor Manny, and off camera we have... Hi, it's John. The audio... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for making fun of me saying a curse. Quick mops. <laughs>